Welcome to Ship SaaS Faster with Vulcan and myself, Simon, where we talk shop about SaaS. What have you been up to this week, Vulcan? Uh, not much. Still just enjoying the UK weather while we got it and just been looking into uh, all the energy stuff and realizing that there's no solutions. How about yourself? I say I haven't really been enjoying the UK weather. It's been like hot and humid with not really sun, not really rain. <laughs> and I got woken up last night by like torrential rain. So Yeah, it's been raining quite heavily, but there's like walkways here that you can just go down even if it's raining and stuff. So it's not too bad. It's like, but in the winter, it's like, they're just completely unwalkable because they come muddy and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. I tried to do one of them with a pushchair once and got <laughs> completely stuck. <laughs> had to carry the fish chair with a child out of the mud yeah and i guess the energy prices as well it's been a pretty bleak week i think last week they hadn't announced the prices for this week they have done haven't they and it's going to be even more expensive 80 percent more on electricity this winter yeah i just seen crazy numbers like 60 billion that the uk is going to spend germany's capped it and they're going to end up spending 100 billion this year or something um just just <laughs> these crazy 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 numbers coming out yeah well, we still wait to see what our new MP, our new prime minister says what she's going to do about the, the energy bill. Be interesting. So what have you been up to this week? Um, a few things. I continue doing some Twitter ads. I think I mentioned it last week, but, um, been running a small Twitter campaign. Actually, I did mention it because we mentioned about like having to just leave it to run to see whether it actually has any effect instead of giving up after like three days. So that's still running. I've had a few signups on a few ads, but currently ROI is very negative, I imagine. But um, unless these customers happen to stay around, for, <laughs> they convert and happen to stay around for years. But we'll see. They're still experimenting with it. I think you did updates to the ad or you changed it a little bit. I think, did you see any like increases in click-through rate and stuff? Because, yeah, I think last week I mentioned, but it's basically the start's really tough and then you can kind of improve the... Um click through rate and conversions as you go through yeah so i changed from paying for cost per impression to cost per click and the bid price is roughly where i want it could probably go a bit higher if it lead to better leads i tried to do some other campaigns but um to get the focus i wanted twitter was complaining that the audience size was too small and wouldn't let me run the campaign so i might do the inverse and run a bit more of a generic campaign and see see how that goes I already had a few people reply to the tweet with like, what's this <laughs> kind of people, which I absolutely love on Twitter. You're like, it's an ad. You not see as an ad. <laughs> um, so yeah, reply to those. And I guess the other sort of big news was that this week, the UK government accepted us a snapshooter as a, a vendor for backups. So... That means that when a UK government department puts a particular job out for tender, we're allowed to bid for it or they can come directly to us. So that means that I should be able to, once they come back with the signed contract, put on our site that we're a UK government approved provider. How will you find these proposals? Is there like some database? Is it like, can you like get alerts or reminders or something? Or are you just going to search every other day? Or? I think I need to have a look in their portal, but um, yeah, I think that the jobs should come via there. And they're also free to search the database and contact directly. I just have to report back to the government what stage we are in the deal flow and stuff, even if it doesn't happen. So that's a bit of a ball ache. But uh, <laughs> I think for the, the recognition slash, also some of these jobs could be quite good. So I can't imagine any of your competitors are applying for UK government backup. So should be all right on this one. I'm not sure there's any UK... I don't think there's any UK-based competitors, so that might be a bit of a null point for them anyway. But um, 
<laughs> yeah, we have to register a UK subsidiary. <laughs> what about yourself? So can't remember if I mentioned it last week, but I redone some of the core. I'm doing a ton of core, uh, like changing the core of Fasoli. So like the way you add elements, you can like drag them across into like columns and stuff or whatever. So got some good feedback on Twitter about that. And then customer support as well. Uh, Long time customer was like, oh, this ad elements is uh, really good. Okay, I was going to say, did you get any customer feedback? Because people on Twitter who aren't paying you are like, in a way, irrelevant, right? <laughs> yeah, but there's there's people who message me like um, in DMs and stuff as well. And they're like potential customers. It's just, yeah, long. But yeah, a lot of my audience is people who will just literally spin up like a static site and stuff like this and spend days or weeks doing it. And then I added some new features as well for a feature I forgot about. So like blog, all, like nearly all blogs on like WordPress have um, RSS feeds. So a customer wanted some more information and I think they wanted like, they have multiple offers. So I added that. So it's just a bunch of stuff and stuff which WordPress don't even have. So I had to Google how you do it. And there's like some stuff that just wasn't on, just couldn't find on Google. So I just, just guess. So I'm making the standard up now. But yeah. Because yeah, it was like multiple authors. Yeah, it's like, so it's all based on XML. So you can have like, some people had like author, like a author tag and then put an author and then had a second tag. But WordPress use like CD something. So then I just put it inside there, split by a comma. So it's just like, uh, yeah, just speculating on what's best practices and stuff. So that wasn't fun. So I guess the advantage and the disadvantage of a completely open standard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably something I forgot to do with the new site is set up an RSS feed, but I can't imagine anyone subscribes to the the blog, <laughs> really. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone uses an RSS reader anymore. I still hear people complain on um, podcasts and stuff, like uh, they shut down the Google RSS feed thing. And apparently, people a lot of people get their content using that. So, But I think for like SaaS blogs, I'm, I'm not sure how much it matters, but I don't know, for personal blogs and stuff like this, people seem to still subscribe. People seem to like, yeah, checking into that instead of having like newsletters and stuff bombarded at them. No one's really, I don't, has anyone come into the space to sort of take over? As an RSS reader, successfully, I don't think so. No, there's a bunch no. of pro- new products which are taking like uh, they basically turn newsletters into RSS feeds. So you subscribe <laughs> to the newsletter, you subscribe to the newsletter, it goes to their inbox, and they send, and then you can go in and see what newsletters you've got, kind of thing, all sorted for you, just so you don't get into your email and then get distracted while you're trying to do something. Newsletter digest. Yeah, yeah, I don't like newsletters at all. So. I have some like daily ones, which are okay. Um, some interesting stuff. And there's some funny ones I, I subscribe to, but yeah, I get way too many. And a lot of people feel like they have to do it. Like I'd rather have like one good one a month than have like four forced ones over a month kind of thing. But that's what happens when you start running ads on them and now you've got to pump it out. And yeah, you just turn it into a business. Just on a side tangent, I'd listen to, it must be my first million where they interviewed Mr. Beast, the guy from YouTube. I don't like his videos per se, but like I kind of admire his grit and effort. But anyway, one of his interesting things was when someone mentioned about like, oh, do you have to do YouTube every week to feed the algorithm? And he's like, fuck no. We just only upload videos if they're good. And if it takes yeah. two months to make a good video, it's going to take two months for an upload. Like we're not going to feed the algorithm. It's the difference between incremental and like uh, innovation kind of thing. Like he keeps innovating and keeps pumping new stuff out. And he keeps pumping, yeah, innovative stuff out. So his his next video does even better than the last one. So it makes sense for him. And it makes it, like, if you're trying to innovate, then yeah, it makes a ton of sense. But there's a lot of like incremental stuff, like the daily news and stuff. <laughs> so you can't just say, okay, I'm only going to post once a month. <laughs> it's like, well. <laughs> there is no good news. Yeah, no good news today, sorry. 
<laughs> awesome. What else have you been working on? Not really working on, but a trend I've seen. Like, conversions are a little low for me. I got a bunch of um, traffic from Reddit, uh, like free traffic. Someone asked about a Tailwind UI kit or something, so I posted there, and that sent, like, hundreds of visitors. But, yeah, just in general, conversions are quite low the past few weeks. I think I had, I had a really good time, like, two weeks ago, maybe, and then it just, like, dropped off again. But I've seen like, people on Twitter talking about doing really well, like, August is their best month and stuff, so I'm sitting there thinking, like... I don't know. <laughs> Are these the exceptions? I think I think they might be the exceptions, but it's always annoying when someone's saying oh, I grew forty percent last month, and it's like, oh, wow, that's very nice of you. But yeah, I did definitely did not. <laughs> no forty percent. <laughs> no YC growth coming in. No, my August was quite quiet, and um, yesterday was the first school day in September, and I got home, and support was just like on fire <laughs> whatever not on fire but like people kept sending just so many conversations yesterday does this mean the end of the dry spell like support while it can be irritating also means like new customers was it new or existing customers or mm, generally new okay so um people generally ask support questions at the beginning of their like when they're doing something on snapsheeter if they're asking a question and they've been a customer for six months, that means something's gone wrong. Um, <laughs> so yeah, quite a few of those. So hopefully that means things will heat up again. I get support requests for um, like in the middle, like sometimes they're doing updates or for some reason, like people change accounts or something. Like so, like some guy would be doing a marketing, uh, like doing a marketing website and then they just like hand it off to like an intern or someone else. And then now, I, now I've got to help this person and they're normally less technical. So it's just like, oh man, like, this is so much hard work. Like the other person was super in there and just getting stuck in and maybe asked for a custom domain or something. And then the new person is like, how do I add a button here? And I'm like, okay, this is uh, going to be a long one today. Yeah. That's something I never really considered when I started the product. Um, and you did like teams and stuff is that in companies, people leave. Sometimes I even have like accounts departments emailing me going, um, we're just going for our list and we have like literally no idea what you do. <laughs> Could you explain it to us? And then you go back to them and like, oh, okay, cool. We've put you back on the approved list. I'm like, good. <laughs> if you want your stuff backed up, yeah, don't be, uh, yeah, don't be removing me. <laughs> or, um, yeah, quite recently I had a company who decided to, I think they must have got to the stage where they were big enough and suddenly I just got an email from, like their what would you call it when you use a company to buy your subscriptions like a procurement company or something just to have to suddenly deal with like this other company to deal with big ticket was it like enterprise deal or was it yeah big was it just like 19 dollar plan they're like we're looking to get five dollars off yeah 19 no it was um it was the yearly version of our like business plan which is probably about it's, it's like Eight hundred dollars a month, maybe uh, a year. Sorry, or yeah, I think they're paying like seven hundred euros a month. You'd have to look on the account on the website. I can't remember our pricing, so I had to set that all up. And the funniest thing was, I so we took them off Stripe billing and put them onto because they want to pay by bank transfer, which is fine, great, yeah, save a couple of percent, I guess. But I accidentally set them up in my invoicing software for monthly billing, so. <laughs> One month after they paid that annual amount, it sent them another invoice and they just paid it. <laughs> and I had, to, I had to refund, I had to send it back to them and apologize. But yeah, 
it's just sort of fascinating that they paid this company to deal with all their subscriptions. <laughs> and then when another one came in the next month, they just, they just paid it. It was not questioned. <laughs> At least there weren't Stripe fees associated. I've done refunds before, like customer somehow I upgraded it to like the 299 plan. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, refunding now it's annoying. I think it's like $15 or something. You have to refund. Oh, what? Cause you lose the Stripe fees. Yeah. I think that's how it works, right? Yeah, they used to used to get them back, but now you don't. So, yeah, you just lose the stripe phase. <laughs> um, oh, they stripe with all their hidden charges. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the tweet earlier. Some guy was asking, like, he's doing like two thousand, three thousand dollar subscription plans per month. So, <laughs> stripe are charging him like crazy amounts, but there's like no clean UX way to um, basically charge monthly without using any of these like payment providers. I don't think you can like set up a how did you do your monthly bank transfer thing? Actually, you were just saying, how would you, how would you, yeah, maybe that would be a solution for him. I'm not sure how it works in the States, but I know obviously in the UK, we've got the direct debit scheme and then there's an equivalent version on the continent for Europe. Okay. Yeah. So it depends. I have to do like a few different things. So the yearly customers, I just invoice and they just pay via bank transfer to me. And then I have a few people who pay directly monthly and they tend to be charities and I set them up through a direct debit provider because I don't want to deal with 12 invoice, whatever you call it, connections. Chasing that up all the time. I think that was his issue. He just didn't want to chase up these <laughs> invoices all the time. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. So if you like, if you rely on the customer to pay you, then yeah, you're going to be chasing people up. So, and the direct debit stuff is all right. I think it's, it's like 20p plus 1% capped at two pounds or something. So yeah, much better than like, yeah, if you're doing like two thousand uh, or two thousand pound payments, you're going to just be tapped out a two pound fee, which is yeah. miles better <laughs> than anything else. I can't even work out how much a three thousand dollar subscription would be in um, Stripe. Like, depending <laughs> on the card they use, it might be at ninety dollars, maybe, maybe more. The only one problem I've had about using direct debits on big ticket items is the customer has the right to charge back without the bank reviewing. It's part of the direct debit guarantee. And then if you needed to recover the money, you'd have to do that by hand. As in, you would have to like sue the customer if they incorrectly charge back against you. And as you're not like the water company <laughs> with infinite resources, comparison to people, yeah, that could potentially just be a problem. So someone would have the right to go back and... It's not the right, but like the facility to go back and just say the last 12 months, I want all that money back. And then you'd have to pursue that through the courts. Mm-hmm. So at least with the card companies, you can kind of dispute that. And the card company can be the, uh, like the litigation. Not that I have any chargebacks. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had one, like a freelancer, like was using a platform and then moved and then somehow the company decided to like do a bunch of chargebacks or something. I don't know what happened. And then. Yeah, I just wasn't able to win that one. I just couldn't be bothered. My most interesting one was I had someone who tried to charge back five months of Snapshooter against... He was a contractor. He set up Snapshooter for a company. I don't know. He quit the company. He was fired from the company, whatever. He charged back against me, but he'd already claimed those as expenses against the company. Um, <laughs> so, like, fraud, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's fraud. <laughs> So I won that and also had to like submit other evidence. So I don't know what happened to the guy, but I don't know if it's called subpoena in the UK version. You get subpoenaed and off you go. Yeah. I don't know what, yeah. And what's it called in the UK when you take money out of a company incorrectly? But I was thinking the courts call you up and subpoena you and then you have to come in or whatever, but 
<laughs> no, no, I don't know where he was. I think he's in the States or something, but um, yeah, embezzling, I guess the word is. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I guess last week I was talking about the ranking issues I had on Snapshooter after doing the redesign. So I've been working on that some more, kind of doubled down on the the mess up. So <laughs> we kind of messed some stuff up when we restructured from the old site to the new site. So I decided as we were still kind of quite badly ranked for a lot of the key keywords just to change things again to be the best way it could be for the future. So we're probably going to get, I guess, penalized again in a way, but at least the structure is now correct. And I also, to go along with that, end up paying um, a HREFs even more money a month <laughs> to give me daily rankings. So I can see whether we're having any impact on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, that's how it like. Are you making changes daily or is it just just to give you some uh, peace of mind that something is going the right way? How often does Google update it as well? Like, uh, did they update it daily? So can you, are you seeing changes? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I'd say Google probably update multiple times a day in between searches, it seems to change. Because they, they're no longer like, you ask a question and it gives you a set of results, is it? Like, they're now into like your intent and what else have you been searching? And like, what are you kind of clicking on and stuff? So it's all becomes more tailored to the customer so and whatever per customer and whatever searches have done in the recently as well so there's all these factors yeah there used to be i don't know if it's still there where you can put that flag in to remove your preferences when doing a google search to see what it looks like for a vanilla user but anyway yeah we're doing quite a lot of content changes so have someone who's working on the landing pages for the database stuff, which we've just been slammed for. We went from like one down to five or six. <laughs> well, five or six is where we were like recovered two. So um, after being like twenty-five to fifty, so <laughs> we'll see. Um, we'll see where we get to. I think we end up quite a lot of pages that were like competing against each other. So instead of having like one page doing well, we had like two pages doing like okay which isn't ideal. So that's hence for the restructure of stuff. So Yeah, I think there's, there is some magic with Google where you got to know exactly like what's going on kind of thing. And then whilst on the theme of me, the last thing I did was I added, I looked at my AWS bill last month, which was the highest it's been. It's not that high, I guess. But Was it was it like a big bump or was it just like, okay, it's, it's, it's gone above like the a f- a f- certain threshold. <laughs> like it just kept ticking up. It's, it's just ticking up. And I think... Um, it was the first month where I'd actually managed to get AWS to give me one invoice instead of giving me 250. Cause every time someone wants storage on Snapshooter, we like make them a new AWS account under mine and the billing wasn't set correctly to do one invoice. So I ended up with every month I'd end up with like 200 plus credit card charges. But this month I managed to fix that. So it's just one payment now, which is a lot easier to. <laughs> to marry up in my invoice and software, but like, yeah, I can see the number on the invoice. So it has been, yeah, as you say, it's not like huge bump, but it, as it goes up each month, it was nice to try and do something to sort of stop that, <laughs> you know, compounding. So we noticed a couple of months ago that sometimes people's backups send a ridiculous amount of data back to us. Like a typical backup will send maybe like a thousand lines of log data. If it's a big backup and like runs for a while, but some people were like sending four hundred thousand lines. Why in one backup? Like in one backup, yeah. So they would, if they had an error in their backup, for example, like they were trying to back up a folder that the user didn't have permission to back up. Was that per backup, or was that like backups over the day kind of thing? That was per one 
one backup for one customer was <laughs> sending like 400,000 okay. like error logs. Yeah. Cause they changed the user. The backup was processed as, and that user didn't have permission. So every file in this folder, which had near 400,000 files in it, was sending a line saying, Oh, not permission to back up this file, not permission to back up this file. So we've added a rate limiter. So. To the benefit of it, it'll probably also speed up people's backups as well because they won't be sending as much data when they have an error. So yeah, I'm interested to see over the next few days what effect that has on customers and um, yeah, data. So I posted a chart last week uh, today where you can see like three months ago we we're doing like 750,000 log lines a day and now we're doing nearly a million. So it'd be interesting to see. But what do you what do you think like? How much money do you think you'll save off off this in yeah like per month or something? I'm not sure. Maybe a couple of hundred dollars because like the problem with people sending a ridiculous amount of logs is it happens once a day, so I have to scale up to meet demand. Yeah, once a day or you know, how many like peaks there are during the day? Well, Twenty four actually for us every backup every hour backups, but um should hopefully be able to squash that down and then also remove the number of events we process so hopefully over like all the aws services that it affects we'll see and that should be that should help you in the future as well like it will just c- continuously cut your costs it's not like a one-time thing it's like you could delete like s3 like i don't know i'm trying to think of an example difficult aws is charged monthly for everything <laughs> but yeah but if you had like if you had a bucket on s3 and you're adding 10 gig a month or whatever that's <laughs> too public amount. a few pennies <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I've got a ton of stuff on S3. I was looking at my bill today and it's just like, I can't be bothered. Like I could run some scripts to delete stuff, but it'd be like, save me a dollar a day. So I was like, no, I'll leave this one until later on. Yeah. If you had a bucket and you're adding like a hundred gig a month, that's $2. But like, if that's compounding where, you know, I probably had made it. So it's like a dollar a day now instead. So a month. So yeah, I'd be interested to see next month if it has any actual effect. Hopefully sometimes I get, uh, I have let set up if we like breach a certain amount of requests per second. And that's been like triggering every couple of days at midnight. <laughs> We've been going over like our 50,000 requests a second. So yeah, I was going to say side topic on terms of uh, the midnight thing. I think I showed you the chart, but it's like between like half 11 and uh, half one or something, just the UK power spikes. It's like goes 50% or a hundred percent more than <laughs> every other time. Like somewhere's consuming a ton of energy. What, at midnight? Yeah, I sent you the chart, I think it was like two weeks ago. I'll have to find it again. But it was just it was just crazy amounts of energy being used at midnight. I was like, oh, this is Snapshooter just <laughs> running all the backups. <laughs> yes, entirely AWS. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, cool. Anything else you've been on this week? I've run out of stuff now. Yeah, so I'm not sure if you've ever changed anything in your product, but I went from this terminology calling like most things blocks. So... Let's say, yeah, you wanted to create a global block and you wanted like a global block navbar, global block footer. But then I created a thing called components. So then I had blocks and components and people were getting super confused. So now I got rid of the blocks. And But yeah, now now I have a bunch of stuff referring to blocks when blocks don't exist. So I've had like customers messaging me like, what's what's a block or like what happened to blocks? <laughs> so now I'm just, yeah, slowly removing stuff. But I have places where like strings are not strings. So I wasn't able to remove all of them. So like I've just got to go back and replace stuff. And then I've got sh- like, what's it called? Like uh, functions called uh, blocks, but I'm not going to go through and replace them all kind of thing. It doesn't, it, it's like, no, it's not high leverage kind of thing. So yeah, I've just got to go through manually or well, not manually. I'll just go through and just keep replacing these block terminology. 
but it's just something to think about when you're creating a SAS. Like maybe I should have like created like a variable or something like in Python back in the day when I was coding there, like they force you to like create, um, what do they call it? Like, yeah, like global variables where it's just like all, all in capital letters and then you just call it a thing and then that's it. And then you can change it all. And then that would have saved me a ton of time. But. Uh, yeah, I've done that in a few places and it's been a bit of a pain. Um, like I used to call backup solutions recipes, which is yeah. probably not the best name in the world. And this is probably why a lot of stuff broke on our, um, we also had like a marketplace where you could go to the marketplace and pick the MySQL backup solution. This is like something we removed when we redid the site. And I think that's had a negative effect, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't a great name. Um, but my other point to that is it really annoying because I've come up with like a whole bunch of like new terminology around stuff we do for backups. And then the competitor launches the feature and calls it the same thing. And I think, oh, I spent ages trying to come up with that naming. But then equally, it's sometimes good when they copy stuff and I go, oh, I didn't, I, actually, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> Just a makeshift solution. Yeah. Yeah. And now you've decided to copy it for whatever reason. Yeah. You just never know what's the right solutions. Uh, like, was the guy being smart when he coded out or was he being dumb? And you just don't know. Like, it's best to have a think, but competitors don't really think about that. Like, I, I try to think, like, I try to, every feature I build, I go think, like, okay, what's the best thing to name? And back when I first built it, blocks made a ton of sense. It was like, okay, this is just a block. But then as now you can do elements, it, now components make more sense. So it's just, I just couldn't win in this, in this thing, in this feature. Uh, and then in terms of that, I've got some, in terms of what I'm doing, what I've done this week as well, like just more core parts of the Vasoli. Like, uh, so I have like a page editor and I have a CMS editor. So my first CMS editor was based like one of those open source ones, like Quill or I can't remember the name, like I think uh, a React one. And then that worked okay, but then you wanted to add features and then it's just impossible to add features. So then, yeah, then I basically built my own custom one based on my page editor and then just copied the page editor, which is like 2000 lines of code. And then just edited some stuff and then that worked. And then I didn't go back and fix it and didn't go back and merge the two. So then I had a bunch of tech there. So yeah, merged those and that took a bit of time, but now both of those are like really in line and the CMS editor is much better because the page, I'm always updating the page editor, but the CMS editor was lagging behind kind of thing. So just had to go back and fix all of this. <laughs> awesome. Cause it's, it's like, it's like if you were doing like MySQL and Postgres all individually and then you had to merge them kind of thing, which sometimes makes sense. If, it, if it's a small feature, then it's, it's not worth spending all the time making it dry. Like when I was first learning mm-hmm. to code, it was like, the examples there were like super simple. And then once you've done it, it's like, this was a huge waste of time. I don't know why I was just like, just didn't create two functions and just change your name. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did that for Snapsheet when I first released the backup system. So we had like file backups and MySQL backups. And I was like, okay, I'll add Postgres. And I just like copy and pasted everything. And then by the time the third, the fourth one came along, I thought, right, okay, now I'm going to refactor this down because this is, this is a big bait in the ass. So yeah. But if it's like sometimes if you, if you, if you like build it all at once, like you, you miss stuff. So that's kind of why I left it as well. It was like, um, there's probably some, some learnings that I'm going to take away from keeping it like this. And then, yeah, there was a ton of learnings that by merging them, I had a, the, be- I basically merged them to have the best features of both. So it was kind of like an evolution as such, like both of them evolved differently. And then, but it, then I merged them together and then, yeah, it became like a super page editor. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, we did that. This sort of backup system, we ran it for six months and sort of took all our learnings and to build a completely new version, um, which didn't have all of the downfalls of <laughs> version one. Yeah, cool. What are you on next week? Uh, I've called it in uh, the Google Docs a secret high reward project. So we'll see if it ends <laughs> up being that. But basically, um, 
there's a product with a huge customer base and like they're, they're all paying, they all love the product and it's like a perfect fit for the Fasoli. And the guy made a bet on something similar. So I think right now is the right time to strike. So I've been waiting for these little, like these big bets or little bets all the time. So I think this is the right time to strike and see what happens. But that's why I'm updating a lot of the core product. Like the guy's a designer and I feel like every designer I've spoke to inside of Fasoli, they've always wanted it a bit more polished and this stuff needed to be done anyways to allow me to move faster. So hopefully... This is the right time and then could potentially be quite big. <laughs> Talking like adding like thousands of MMR, maybe like tens of thousands of MMR if it goes really well in over a year. Cool. Is it Webflow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Webflow are partnering with me. <laughs> they, they've decided their editor isn't good enough and uh, they said, here's a better one. Yeah. You also put about ads. Oh yeah, just uh, let's call it spare money or not spare money. I've got a good chunk of change and I don't know like what to do with it. Like it's not enough to hire a developer, but it's like yeah, it's just I just don't know what to do with it. Don't know, just leave it in the bank, wait for the recession to go over, or <laughs> do I spend it on ads? Like is it is it like what's the? I've just listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff, and it's just it just seems like there's no short way to um, convert money into MMR. It's just tough. So listen to your Twitter ads as well. So it's like maybe I could just like run some experiments on Twitter ads and actually give it time so like okay here's how much i'm going to spend for the next three months let's see how far i can take it kind of thing so whenever you listen to talks is it jason cohen from wp engine and he gave that talk about how like he runs twitter or he runs ads and before he's even had to pay the ads back on his credit card he's made the money back from them signing (laughs) up i'm just like where where is this mythical like (laughs) money and money out machine like doesn't seem to (laughs) cannot seem to find it um <laughs> i think yeah. Yeah, there was one uh what is it called uh, there's another podcast called startups the last with tyler and he said back in the old days on google ads like he'd, he'd be he'd get it paid back in like two to four months i think it was so and he, he had like a like ten dollar a month SaaS product and he was like paying twenty dollars to get a customer and they'd just stick around forever <laughs> so it was like just free money back then and then now it's like some SaaS companies are paying like 24 36 month payback periods <sighs> Ah, uh, yeah, I can't do that. I don't have the cash flow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the uh, yeah. I just don't have the date. I don't have the date. I don't. I can't bet on three year, uh, three years worth of. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just no, no, exactly. Yeah, even if I took like our average customer lifetime value, like I don't know how well that applies with ads <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, this week I experienced onboarding a customer who, like, really at the end of the day, probably was not technical enough to use Snapshooter, and the pain of like going through all of that where I really should have just said this isn't a great fit for you <laughs> so I'm very worried sometimes if you run ads I find more people like that but next week for myself I'm just back to maybe a bit more AWS optimizing see if there's anything left easy wins that is and then back to content <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to do a little bit more content my, my uh, Google rank like search console went up quite a bit I don't know what happened Actually, I do know what happened. Like uh, my Tailwind page just started ranking. So I've got Tailwind Builder keyword now ranking and it's like added a ton of uh, traffic to it. Don't know if you can see an Ahrefs, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just jumped up a bit. Yeah, there's been like quite a few like Google updates over the June and July. Uh, July and August had some Google updates. So yeah, I was listening to another podcast. What's it called? Uh, I can't remember the name, but it's with uh, Corey Haynes. Um, and he was talking about how he couldn't even update some things like he, he couldn't update pages like pages weren't being ranked and he was trying to press the button and stuff and like uh it just wouldn't be seen in the ui like he just couldn't press it and it was like yeah this is 
during the update, we're not allowing you to do this kind of thing. <laughs> it's like they've just disabled a bunch of functionality and just said, well, we'll get to it when we can. Oh, yeah, I sort of gave up with that. I think that happened to me. Like, I had about 100 pages that just wasn't being ranked in that UI. And I was like, there's no nothing in the like the index. There's, there's no, nothing in the robots.txt. There's, I don't have, like, no index. And it's just, like, decided not to rank a bunch of stuff. So I had to, like, manually click through a ton of pages. And they're still not ranking well. So it's like, <laughs> I've wasted all my time. And they don't have a good UI for doing it as well. There's no, like, you can't just, like, go through and just tick out 100 things and say, please re-rank all of these. It's like, you have to manually click. And it's... You can't even open a new tab. So I would have just opened 100 new tabs and clicked, but you can't even do that. Like they've, they've blocked that ability. So well done, Google. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess it, it kind of makes sense. Like you, you shouldn't be able to, in a way, game it by just. But they're not, they're not ranking it properly. And I like told them to like check my sitemap again, check my robots.txt again. And they just decided like, yep, this is, we're happy with the results. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I think I got one more thing for this an interesting thing uh, Tiny Seed Tales uh, was pretty interesting like uh, it's got Cloud Forecaster by Tony can't remember his surname but he just predicts like your AWS bill I'm probably butchering how to explain it but uh, yeah it just the Tiny Seed Tales goes through like six months I guess of uh, from s- when they get funding all the way to like so, yeah six months and just going through all the decisions and it's a lot more candid than other interviews and stuff so well, it was worth showing out yeah, but I, I gave it half a listen. I need to listen to the other half. <laughs> I think it might be interesting for you because he was a hiring a developer kind of thing. So he's probably going through similar things you were, going, you were going through and might be going through in the future. I talked to him quite a lot when I was debating going with um, Tiny Seed. So it's <laughs> interesting in that way. <laughs> All right, so show notes can be found at uh, shipsasfaster.com um, and I'll pro- include the uh, links in there as well. All right, see you later. See you.